0: Welcome to the Live the Experience podcast. Hi, my name is Lenny and I'm your host. Welcome back to the show. On this episode, I'm talking to Victoria. Victoria went to Brazil to reduce inequalities through working with children. And first, she was faced by the language barrier and not being able to speak Portuguese at the beginning. And then also with the challenge to come up with playful and creative ways to teach young children, young children, but also teenagers about inequalities and how important it is to be aware of existing inequalities in society. Join us for the show um, for an inspiring story on how you can have impact on children um, and increase their awareness about inequalities. I hope you enjoy and let's talk after the episode. Welcome to the show, Victoria.
1: Thank you very much. Uh,
0: So happy to have you on on the show today.
1: I'm so happy you told me about it. Uh,
0: On this very humid day here in Buenos Aires. Um, But we'll get through it. Let's talk about your experience. So um, you are from Argentina, born and raised in Buenos Aires, and you decided to go to Brazil. Can you take us a little bit through your experience and describe your feelings and emotions you had once you left Argentina and once you arrived in Brazil?
1: Okay, I always like to tell it like this. I'm really, I have always been really afraid to make new things, like live new experience. And I wasn't planning on taking this trip to Brazil. I was just scrolling on Facebook, actually. And I saw this ad where they were talking about this volunteering work. Yeah. I just like signed to it and I won. And I was like, okay, I'm it not going. It was a going. competition. Like, yes, to, it was like a contest. get a discount. Yes, like 50% discount. Yeah. And I won. And I was like, okay, I'm not going. I'm definitely not going. I was so afraid. Super low chances. Yes, I was so afraid. And everyone was like, you have to do it. It's a huge experience. And I was like, no. But then actually I went, of course. And I mean, once
0: you win a contest, you have to go. Huh? Yes,
1: <laughs> I mean, I was like, I always say it like, you were doing the same thing. All your life, and you have this chance to do something different, and I was like, okay, I will take it. But I was so afraid. Like I had three months to to prepare, and I was so afraid. And I that's would, a long
0: time, though, right?
1: Yes, it was horrible. It was super <laughs> hard. I was so afraid. I was like thinking of all the bad things that could happen. But when I was like the day I had to take the plane, I was so surprised that it was everything was okay i mean i was super calm i was nervous yes because it's a new experience have you been in brazil before i have been in brazil but when i was really little with my family okay so and it's not the same when you go alone of course yeah, than when you go with your family so it was really hard at the beginning but when i was there i was like okay this is perfectly fine this is i was in the plane i was looking like at the At the clouds from Uh. above and I was like this is awesome and I was so afraid of the plane before but I mean when I arrived to Brazil to the city of Vitoria.
0: What was your first impression there?
1: Well I got out of the airport and there was like this huge mountain like Mm. just in front of the airport and this the sky was like really blue and the Sun was really shiny and it was like this is awesome Ah, I mean it was really awesome the experience That first glimpse of Victoria was blissful. I mean, it was actually beautiful. And my host family was waiting for me there. And they were really nice to me. They were awesome. Even though I didn't know the language, they were trying to speak to me. And they were like super bring me food, super nice. I really loved all that first moments when I thought I was going to be really scared. I was super calm and super like, this is awesome, all the time, yeah. that's what I thought, all the time, this is awesome, I'm so glad I won this contest, and I, I'm i so thankful, yes. Was it,
0: was it the first time that you traveled alone?
1: Yes, it was the first time, I had always traveled with my family, like in this kind of bubble, you know, you have when you're with family your family and friends, yeah. and friends, yes, and traveling alone was a huge, like, experience, and it was hard, but... I mean...
0: Why was it hard for you?
1: Because I was so afraid. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I said it, but I was like scared of traveling by plane. I mean, even with my family, I didn't like it. And taking the challenge of doing it by myself, I thought I thought I was going to be like in a panic attack, <laughs> but I wasn't actually, it was really nice and super calm and super chill all the time. And it was super awesome.
0: Yeah. And then throughout the experience, did this, this being afraid of traveling along like swifted a bit or it go away a bit?
1: Yes. I mean, it, like I told you, the fear was before. It wasn't when I was there. When I oh, was, So once
0: you arrived, you were like,
1: yes, oh, this is nice. I, I don't have like, to be afraid. I want to keep watching what's going to happen, you mm-hmm. know, like I want to see, OK, what's next? What am I going to do in my NGO? What am I going to do with the people from ISEC? What's going to happen? The new people I'm going to meet. I was like, once I was past all that fear, I was like super excited. I was like, I want more. I want to see more of this city, more of this experience. And it was really like, I never thought I was going to be like that, like super excited. I thought I was always going to be scared of new things, of what was going to happen.
0: So you just had to experience it and be, throw yourself into the situation. Yes,
1: you have to experience it. I mean... It's yeah. like maybe you think before this is going to be super weird. I don't know the language. I don't know anyone. I'm gonna be alone. But you have to be there to actually know how you will feel. You know exactly, yeah. Because if you don't live it, you will always stay with what you were thinking. And the mind is like such a a weird and and <laughs> a, a, a mass a MS, labyrinth. Yeah. You know where you can lose yourself. And you have to like sort all the obstacles to. I actually live a new experiences. Yeah, You have to let yourself go of that comfort zone, you know. Yeah.
0: Let's talk a bit about your project and okay. your volunteer project you you signed up for. Um, what was your project was about and what was your task in this project?
1: Okay, I was in a project called NOS project that's about reducing inequalities. I worked in an NGO that was kind of like a workshop, kind of, because kids went there after school mm-hmm. to take classes of dances of acting classes or language and they had this like little space for just talking it was really nice i mean they just sit there and the teachers brought like a subject like empathy friendship love and they, sh- they would only talk about these subjects and we would bring up other subjects like they were more like deep yeah. like racism like gender inequalities and we try to address them i Can mean it's hard because we didn't know the language of course yeah. and it was really really hard because they are really like it's not just learning uh teaching them a language like you have to say dog is this you know yeah
0: it's way deeper
1: yes and you really had to know how to address it so they could like feel it, the importance of this subject and really impact them, you know, because it's not just giving them a class where you just sit there and give them like a sheet of paper with they can read because they are kids, you know, they have to play, they have to feel the experience. So
0: can you maybe give us two examples on on two topics and how you try to um, teach them or raise the awareness about them with the kids?
1: Yeah, well, one of them was like disabilities, where we would take the kids to the field, and it was a huge soccer field, where they could take different like steps in groups. They would be like, okay, in one step you have to cover your eyes, and one of their, your classmates has to guide you yeah. through some sort of obstacles. So you have to work together, because you can see, and you have to do this together. Okay. And other one, the kids had to like jump with their legs tied up. Mm. So it was really hard because they had to, it was like a race and they had to run kind of with, with just jump yeah. with their feet tied up. And we would ask them at the, at the end, we would ask, you think this was hard? And they were like, yes, it was super hard. We like them, but it was hard. And we would tell them, okay, do you know that there's people that can't see that they are blind? and that they have one leg and they have to live this, these disabilities you experience every day all the time and there are people that are not willing to help them to understand that they have different necessities and you have to always know that you can help them because you have you have now lived experience of how that feels. And they were like, Yes, we are we are gonna help now because we know it was really, yeah. really nice.
0: I believe then taking such a creative and playful approach to to raise awareness about such topics for these children is a super good first of all to compensate your language barrier but also to engage them in the topic right it's not just sitting down reading something but then how did you manage to transmit this this message have this super important debrief at the end of the activity to make them understand what this topic is actually about
1: well we worked a lot with the teachers from the ngo because we were aware of this language barrier and we were like these subjects we can simply like let them pass like oh I don't know if they got it. We really wanted them to get it so we talked to the teachers through Google Translate through my little bit of Portuguese yeah. and try to explain them the, the meaning of the activity so they could talk to them like at the end and we worked with that and it was really good. They really like wanted to work with those like topics and we usually tell them like just a tiny bit of what we wanted to say and they would like explain it a lot more. I mean, we don't quite understood every word, but I could understand a a bit. bit and I know that they talked a lot more and the kids were asking things like, for example, um, one kid was asking about another of the experiments why for example it was an experiment about uh, gender inequalities where one kid got paid more candies than a girl yeah and like they were asking why is this happening why do i get more candies than her and they were like having a conversation about it and that was super important that was super important because they were really interesting in understanding why that was happening and the fact that they can now they have now that information that this happened in the world and maybe one of them will, will be like, okay, what can I do to change this? At one point, yeah. That I lived, I experienced. I mean, I worked in this and I got paid more than this girl when we did the same work. Yeah. What can I do about it, you know? I don't know if they will do it, um, but I mean, they were interested and that's super important. They were like They're challenging so their yeah. minds. Like, I don't know why this is happening, but this is wrong and we have to do something. And the kid gave the candies to the girl, you know? And so they were equal, yeah. and it was super nice, super important. Yes, yeah,
0: it, I guess. Yeah, just like being so young, working like they were the age between five and 15. So that's the if you start raising awareness and just making aware of this at this age, I think it's a very solid foundation. Yes. So that's already a very nice example of being solution orientated. Right. Yeah. One of our leadership qualities. Um, I keep mentioning them in, in the podcast It's just like the qualities we try to develop and we believe are important for responsible leaders. Yes. Um, what other quality of the four would you say did you develop the most while being in in Brazil?
1: Well I always speak about that the most important one for me was the self-awareness one because I was always thinking about this being scared of new things and I, I thought I wasn't gonna make it like I was gonna have such a bad experience all the time that I was going to be scared all the time. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to live in the house or I don't know, like meet new places in the city. But I was when you're there, you're like you live there. You know, you're just this is my new house now for six weeks and I have to live here and I have to to go around like it's, it's not that hard. It's not super scary. It's just another city. It's just another part of the world where people live. Where you can be yourself, but you didn't have to like be scared all the time, and I didn't knew that I was gonna be able to do that. So it was, I really think I I grow, I grew like in this experience because it was something that I never like picture myself doing, and I was super calm and super I want to experience more. And when it was like the six weeks were arriving. I didn't want it to leave. I wanted to stay and I wanted to make more and stay more with the kids. And it was like, now I know that I want to do more to impact more to, I mean, if I had the money, I would want to go again to another country or another part of Brazil or whatever, and do more and make more projects and challenge myself more because one country is one one thing, but maybe another country is another thing. Because, I don't know, Portuguese was kind of my language, but I don't know, if I go to Germany, it's not yeah. my language at all, you know?
0: Different challenge. Yes. Do you think that um, seeking discomfort and getting out of your comfort zone plays a big role in this growth of you during this experience? Yes,
1: absolutely. I mean, I never thought that I was going to go out of my bubble, but this opportunity came and I took it. And I mean, it was... I don't know if destiny or something like that, but it was something that life put there for me to grow, you know? It was like, okay, you have this opportunity and you have to take it so you can be something more with yourself and make something with other people's lives because you're in your house with your family and you have no trouble at all, but there are these other people that are having a lot of trouble and you can go and teach them something you can make something about it and you can change their lives. I don't know if all of them, but yeah. there was this kid, for example, that didn't wanted to go to the NGO. And the teachers told us that when we were there, he was always trying to go to the classes and stay in the classes and was listening. And I mean, he really wanted to stay with us. And when we left, it was one of the kids that we loved the most. But I, we really think that that was one of the kids that really got impacted by us being there and knowing another culture and people from other worlds. Even if yeah. they, he couldn't understand us a lot, he really wanted to be with us. And he wasn't like that before in the NGO. He didn't want it to go.
0: Yeah, so that's that's a beautiful example for impact, right? Yes, Impact you can have. Like, we're not talking about huge impact. Well, for, for, for this world, for this kid, for this unique world, it is probably a big impact, a yes. big change. So... But then do you think that also doing these workshops about reducing inequalities in the world, do you see your group of volunteers having a bigger impact there, a long-lasting impact?
1: I think it's the perfect age. I mean, the kids were between 5 and 14. It's a perfect age for them to learn what's right and what's wrong. And if you teach them that even if something can happen in their, their family, for example, like violence and things like that, that they have to know that's not right, even if it happens in your family, mm. that's not right. And you have to raise your voice against things that are wrong, you know, yeah. like uh, inequality and racism. And they have, to, they have a voice and they can do whatever they want with it. They don't have to shut up. Mm. And they they have this the strength and the will to change whatever they want. I mean I think that's what we were trying to address because I mean with the disabilities, they could do something about it and we empower them to do something about it, not just see someone that's
0: to help and yes. see like see the situation right do do this person does this person need help or doesn't
1: Yes, exactly
0: yeah so that's that's. I love that like this thought of okay it's 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 setting a foundation for them yes. to to for later in life because now at the age of between 5 and 10 you don't raise you don't like you have don't have the power to raise your voice but once you become a yes. teenager and you once you cross 18 19 20 it's the time for you when to to raise your voice if you feel like this is wrong and it's especially when it comes to inequalities and then also in 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 brazil in the area they were living probably yes. a lot of inequalities present um so maybe it's like it's the it's the new generation of change makers and that's what we were hoping for change yes. makers again it's like i don't mean like a huge right change the world but change your local reality change one person's life and and you you are a huge change maker already
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's the point. I mean, we would love if one of those kids, at least, makes something what with what we were talking about to yeah. them. It would be like awesome for us, like yeah. for them as well, to change something that they think it's wrong. It yeah. would be like a full, a full circle. Circle. Yeah, you know. That exactly. would be awesome. And then they pass it on. Somewhere. Exactly. Yes, that's well. the point.
0: Uh, Victoria, thank you, thank you very much for uh, talking about your experience, sharing your experience, sharing your learnings, and explaining a bit how important getting out of your comfort zone was, and to just throw yourself out there and say like, "Peep, I do it." Uh, Go abroad to most important experience, yes. um, To just go the step and not worry too much, but just like embracing yourself. I feel like a bit, a little bit that once you arrived in Brazil, you like all the the fear was gone. Yes, exactly. Which is, I think, uh, also probably due to then helps you to really immerse yourself into the situation, live the culture, live the new country, live the new experiences.
1: Yes, um, I mean, going out of your comfort zone makes you grow. Like, I didn't know the language. Now I can speak a little bit and kind of intermediate Portuguese. I can communicate in that language that I didn't know a word about. Yeah, and I mean, you you learn how to to immerse yourself and survive, and you grow, you know, you you just grow, It's just like that.
0: Well, thank you very much. Thank you Uh, a lot. Thank you. All the best for the future and hopefully another experience sometime.
1: Oh, I would love it. (laughs)
0: And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. What a great story by a young person having impact on young children and raising awareness about inequalities. If you're curious what impact you can have this summer, and how an Isaac experience could look like for you, make sure to contact your local Isaac office or just sign up on isaac.org and let them get in touch with you. And again, if you have any questions, if you want to share feedback with me, please get in touch with me. You can find my mail and my Instagram account in the show notes. Um, So just shoot me a message. If you like this podcast, please rate it and share it. Um, Share it with your friends, with your family. And that would mean a lot to me. Uh, Until then, have a great day and talk to you next episode.